Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about using general medical screens in the orthopedic physical therapy setting. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am joined by our friends, as always, from Champion PT Performance. Everybody at home except for Lenny, although he's in a 30-foot ceiling, even though we're not allowed to be open, but that's a whole other conversation uh, in a big warehouse. But Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, Lisa Russell, Lenny Macrina, all joining us again today to answer your amazing questions. PT, fitness, sports performance, career advice, business, anything you guys want to talk about. To clear my voice after all that, anything you guys want to talk about. <laughs> what if we could do a, a zoom wide you know, arm thing? I just thought of that. If we if we line up in the right in the right order, I don't think I can even do that. that. <laughs> Welcome to the jellyfish episode. <laughs> I definitely like the whole Yeah. <laughs> the mime thing, but anyway. Yeah, we're starting to get sick of Zoom too. Are you? I know you are. Everybody is. So awesome. So anyway, we got another awesome question. I think this is a pretty cool question. We haven't kind of talked about this. Uh, yet, I don't think on the podcast, which is kind of crazy over 200 episodes, but Brendan from Florida says, Hey guys, love the show and everything you guys do for the profession. As a new grad therapist, I'm working in outpatient orthopedics in a predominantly underserved population area. I find myself performing a lot of medical screens of other systems to rule out more sinister pathology like GI, cardiac, etc. More frequently than I thought I would be doing. Do you guys do this in your setting? And can you speak about any past previous experiences of missing something that turned out to be non-musculoskeletal? I got one. So, yeah, I know. I, I, I definitely have some stories too. And I think we have some decent advice. But like, I don't know. Why don't we start with this, right? I mean, so we're outpatient orthopedic. You know, you could argue we're probably high-end orthopedic slash sports. Uh, most physical therapy clinics in the world have sports in their name. You drive by and there's no athletes anywhere near them, right? So most people aren't sports. We're probably what, I don't know, what would you guys say, 80% sports? You know, meaning like an actual athlete that plays on a sport with a team, <laughs> you know, like, so we're like 80% sport. So um, I don't know. I, I feel like most of our people come to us with very specific things. That doesn't mean that they have some underlying things we have, but um, who wants to start? I mean, anybody have some stories? Maybe we'll start by like sharing some stories so that way we can we can do that experience. Um, you know, talk about the experience piece. So, Dave, you said you had one. Yeah, I'll say one thing that's important too is I think that there is still obviously not medical in terms of different systems, but there's still a lot of red flags that we have to look out for as sports, right? Like 
ruling out a stress fracture or ruling out something that's a little bit more serious in nature. And I think that is important to remember if you work in sports, that it's not, not all casual, but yeah, the best experience that I had was, um, I evaluated somebody for neck pain and it just, the story was not making great sense of how they kind of got rushed through. I think they were either in the ER or they kind of got a consult and it was very quick. They got rushed by a, 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 um, somebody who looked at them and said like, Oh yeah, general neck pain. Here's some muscle relaxers. And then I'll see you, you know, you know, back in six weeks after your 500 misses of PT. And, um, the, the person was a little bit older and had some, some symptoms that were overlapping with dizziness. And so it was hard. And I was with the student and she was just during her evaluation, she would turn her, she turned her head to one side and she was like, oh, that kind of makes it hard to see. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I just when I turn my head like this. Things get really fuzzy. Like on this side, like I get dizzy and it gets fuzzy. And I was like, ah, wait a minute. And it turned out she was having some VBA occlusion. So, um, we sent her back and the, the same doctor was like, like a little, uh, dumbfounded. He's like, I don't know how I missed this. And I was like, I can think of a few ways. Maybe it was just a little rushed, but uh, yeah, it, it went, probably it time. Like, yeah. It was like snap of the fingers. It went from like very musculoskeletal, like, okay. Like, yeah, looking and turning maybe like some inner ear stuff or whatever, maybe like dizziness. But like when she started to say her vision was going, it was like, stop everything. And we're all set with this. We didn't even bill her. We were like, it was, it was like a half hour in the eval. We were like, ah, we're not going to bill you. And we're going to, we're going to get you back to see somebody. She went directly to the ER with her sister maybe. And they got it cleared up. Nice. Anybody else? Come on. I know you guys have some good stories. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had stuff where you, you find like a triple A, like a low back pain. That's like an aneurysm, something like that. Um, I know when I was in North Carolina, that practice, uh, we had a, a client that had that and kind of saved that person's life. Um, but I think a paper just came out in JOSPT. I think it's this month, um, looking at some uh, red flags that you have to keep in mind when somebody who presents with low back pain. So I thought it was a really good uh, paper to kind of throw in your back pocket and just have it in your head because it talks about, you know, some, some questions you should probably ask the person about their, you know, recent history that they probably wouldn't think is significant for their back pain. And then when you start asking and they start answering positively, you really need to set some bells and whistles up in your head. Um, you know, like having some kind of fever or, uh, sweats or some of the typical things that we kind of ignore as PT sometimes. And we just kind of focus on the musculoskeletal system because we just think everybody has a low back strain or a herniated disc in their back and you just kind of dive into that. And then if you don't ask the question, they don't know how, they don't know to share that. That's one of the things that really kind of uh, evolved in my career is at trying to really dive into the subjective and the, and the history, because I think that's going to be the most important thing is asking the right question. People don't know what to tell you. They just, they, have a, they just think they have back pain. They've been told they have back pain. X-ray was negative. And so here we go. So, um, I think that paper in JOSPT was a nice little paper to kind of summarize some of the red flags that uh, we often see. But, you know, DBTs, finding DBTs in people, especially post-op people, where it looks like a calf pain and you, you start questioning stuff and um, I'm trying to think of anything else. We, we had a, a baseball player that had uh, thoracic pain. We treated for a shoulder issue in the back. The, the thoracic pain just didn't make sense. And we just kept, we were treating it. We were like, this, this, their pain is getting worse. This doesn't seem musculoskeletal. It turned out he had a benign tumor in his spine. So, you know, I, I think it's if if it doesn't fit your typical presentation, you, it really makes you think, and you're, you're really racking your brain to try to figure out what is going on. Uh, refer out, just refer back, and get imaging or get something, get another set of eyes on it. Because if it doesn't make sense, it usually is something more severe. Uh, lots of good info. I I, I, w I wanted to add a little piece to what Lenny said, just because he said the um, the uh, the aneurysm thing, the AAA. Do we say AAA or AAA? What do we say? Triple I can't a? say triple A. Is it triple A? 
Well, you guys think triple baseball, a. but I think it's triple A. <laughs> I know, that's why I didn't say triple A. I, I think uh, I have a flat tire on the highway, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 uh, somebody on Twitter posted this a while ago, and I took a picture of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I've been meaning to write one of my weekly newsletters about this, but here's the exact um, tweet or Instagram or whatever this was. But uh, had a case recently in which I evaluated an 85-year-old female with lower thoracic pain. She has a history of compression fractures. All the time with her previous physical therapist, they worked on general range of motion and pain science, trying to get her to cope with her pain, okay, without much help. After digging in, I referred out and she had an aneurysm. So <laughs> she had, uh, um, you know, the, the AAA, so abdominal aortic aneurysm, right? And yeah. we're doing pain science with this person because she has chronic low pain, chronic low back pain. Holy yeah. smokes, right? Just so that, that tells me right there, like their therapist wasn't, you know, A, probably wasn't asking the right questions. B, wasn't thinking enough. And C, being a little righteous, thinking like, well, you know, chronic low back pain, it's all pain science where, um, yeah, no, apparently aneurysms hurt. I didn't know that, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know, aneurysms are frowned upon. But you can see, we, I think more not just to just dig on the whole concept of just pain science with that, but more of the concept of like being stuck in one treatment paradigm, right? If that is, if you only have like one thought process and everybody is like chronic pain, you know, you're going to miss some things. So, and, and, it, and, and we can say that about anything. So how about you guys, Lisa, Dan, you guys had any experience with this stuff? Uh, I think it's super important. Uh, to be honest, I, I moved from a population that was less healthy to a population that's more healthy. Um, so I probably do a little less screening than I used to. Um, but yeah, I've referred a few people to the emergency room. Uh, one person was having dizziness and diplopia, and they said they're having drop attacks and they got faint when I was needling one time, like you need to go to the emergency room. And it was actually fine. Um, and I had another um, gentleman who had a hip scope labral repair and uh, sent him to the emergency room because he was having some symptoms that I thought were potentially a DVT. And it turns out it was. And I've sent a few other people where there was nothing in general, but I really agree with what you guys have to say. Um, first and foremost, you kind of have to know what the red flags are. And it does change a little bit based on the area. But I mean, you know, red flags still exist for a shoulder problem, right? I mean, I think right. we always think of like, all right, low back pain, that could be a whole bunch of problems, right? Uh, that are sinister, but you can just have the same thing for the knee or the same thing for the shoulder. So you always have to have your eye open for that. And if it's just not progressing the way it normally um, does, then refer out because I think right now in the, the blogosphere, I keep calling the blogosphere, which is probably like 10 years ago, the social like media that term. <laughs> yeah, that's, pr- that's pretty good. I mean, that's your niche. That's my niche. I like keys. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Um, On the interweb. And I think for good reason, we're kind of anti-imaging right now. Um, But the other part is like, we don't want to miss things, right? I mean, you got to make sure you do what's appropriate for the person that's in front of you, right? And I don't know if you're going to. Can I just jump in and say like, we're not all anti-imaging? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, the blogosphere yeah. is though. <laughs> Depends on which niche you're in. Yeah, if you're, yeah. If you're a niche person or a niche person, depends on what your uh, what, <laughs> depends what on the niche like image. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but I think it, the same thing goes back to my story. If your personal beliefs are that you're anti-imaging, then you're gonna probably dig your heels in a little bit and delay, and that's that could be a problem in, in somebody's life. So, uh, I don't know. Anything else, Dan? I have. Sorry, Lisa, go first, and then I have one more thing to chime in. That's yeah, important. Take turns, Tilly. Let's go. <laughs> I'm allowing her. <laughs> Just kidding, Dan. I um, didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Anything that's all else right. With Dan? All good. 
<laughs> uh, no, like, I just, you know, do your due diligence, right? We have guidelines for even like meniscus tears. Like if, if you think it's a meniscus, it might be something else. You get an x-ray first and then you treat it, right? You don't, you don't just assume blindly. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I think that's great. Lisa, have you been lucky or have you had to have any of these experiences yet? Luckily, I haven't had to like send someone to the ER straight from PT. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, but I mean, I definitely, you know, I've worked in settings where there are kind of not as healthy population. And I think, you know, I was on my guard a lot more to, and I, I guess what it taught me was that I needed to ask a lot of questions and not just assume that I was like immediately going to musculoskeletal something, you know, and um, to like really confirm that everything felt good and it seemed to fit the picture and, um, and, you know, to encourage someone to at least like ask questions of their doctor or, or find some more information or that kind of a thing, um, before we like press on into anything really significant. Um, right. I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've been lucky that I haven't had to like, send <laughs> someone good. out. That's um, good. Now, now you're prepared because we've given yeah. you some amazing advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, what else? You said you had something? Yeah, I probably should have started with this story, but I remember in a, <laughs> a previous patient that I worked with that she had like a, a labral, labral tear, very like hypermobile. Uh, she was doing CrossFit, things like that. She had a hip scope and got a repair. And it was good. But then the other side also, you know, started to have issues too. And, and the surgeon I was working with was super high level, really good doc. And we both were just like, man, this doesn't make sense. She started having like weird generalized multi-joint pain. And so one time she got a fever or something of, of that nature and went to the hospital and, and got, I forget what lab test she got done, but I remember calling my friend who's a, an emergency room physician's assistant. I was like, man, this doesn't make sense. Like, what would you say if you saw these numbers? He was like, oh, high risk of bone cancer. And I was like, what? And he was like, oh yeah, for sure. That, like, <laughs> clinical, like clinical patterns. I never followed up with her because she continued on, on her own way with that medical path. But it just really struck, struck me as like two different perspectives of the same. And you know, I was looking at like only ortho, hip scope, CrossFit, squatting, whatever. And he was like, yeah, that's a really high risk. Of <laughs> I right. like it. So, so, you know, the, the general theme that everybody said here, and this is, this is how I educate our students with this. I say this, I go, when you have a scratch your head moment, right? So when you're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together and you end up, you end up concluding that the, the puzzle doesn't fit nicely together, then we're missing something right? That doesn't mean we're missing something sinister, like we've kind of talked to here, or even just general medical. You could be missing something orthopedically, like musculoskeletally. But oftentimes, it's, it's, it's a sign that we're missing something. So we either need to dig in deeper with our subjective, dig in deeper with our objective, right, to try to get this out, or refer them away better safe than sorry. Right. I think that's that's the general consensus, especially now as our profession gets more and more direct access. You better you better be ready for this. Right. You certainly, you know, don't do that. So I would say the big summaries. Right. Is, you know, like is, you know, don't have a closed mindset about some of your beliefs here when people come in with certain symptoms and pains and complaints. Right. Or you're going to you're going to uh, you have tunnel vision and kind of put them in one basket. Right. So kind of have an open mind. But when things don't start adding up ask more questions, figure out where we are and see if we need to refer out. So um, that was a good one. I think that that's going to be real helpful for people. Like no one's an expert at this, right? You just have to be an expert at, at having a good hunch, right? And Dave gave some experience and some, some things like early on in his career that I think a lot of like young therapists could probably benefit from. 
you know, if you don't have 20 years of experience that you can go back and see like your, you know, your, your head with, then ask, ask some friends, reach out, get your coworkers, be like, Hey, this doesn't add up to me. Does this add up to you? Am I missing something? And see what they say too. Cause remember it's for the benefit of the person in front of you. So awesome. Great question. Thank you so much. Another great episode. Head to MikeRandall.com. Click on that podcast link and you can fill out the form to ask more questions. And please head to iTunes, Spotify. I want to see more reviews. We haven't got a review in a while, I think. I don't know. I actually haven't looked, but we, I, I want to see more reviews. I want, we read the reviews. We kind of jump in there every now and then for feedback because we want to make this better. So um, hopefully you guys are enjoying this and staying from home just like us. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinald.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.